Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to The Picks, your round six preview with a twist. And there is a significant twist this evening because David King, you're here and I'm here. There's a win. Is that the moisturiser over there? I can see. <laughs> oh, that was extraordinary behaviour from Tim Watson. What time Andy, is it? I forgot your is it nine o'clock or six o'clock? Give him a yell. <laughs> he never leaves home without it. How you been, Kingy? Mate, I couldn't be better. It's good to see you. Uh, you What's welcome, your name? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite brilliant. Um, mate, it's been great. Yeah. Footy's good, isn't it? Footy is good. Hopefully it stays good. I didn't see you last week. How did you break uh, your previous two weeks? Geez, the sub you pulled. We'll get to this in a Ooh. moment. But your sub you pulled in. I mean, gee whiz. Master stroke. Is master strong, I reckon. We might get to that actually a little early bit of housekeeping because <laughs> it's fair to say the Craig Jennings freight train cleaned me up last week. He was, uh, and I might add, he was more than happy to keep me abreast of how he was going in real time as the weekend what unfolded. You, what do you mean? Got that one, got that one. Beep, 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 beep. I said this, beep, beep, beep. I predicted this on Thursday night. Oh, it was extraordinary behaviour, but well and truly justified. He was magnificent and he was straight down the line, Kingy. None of your flip-flopping North Melbourne style. He was he was good. He was very yeah, good. He was betting with other people's money. He, he didn't care what he did. <laughs> oh, the pressure was like the caretaker. He just, he just well, in, in, caretaker in, in, style. Yeah, absolutely. Pressure's off. And, and how did he go? Well, he was so good. We thought we'd replay his round five tips. Only 13 and a half to Richmond. I think Richmond win by plenty. Collingwood. Do we give them any chance? No, I don't give them any chance. I think West Coast are going to win, and I think they're going to win big. Picks in. You reckon the dogs by more than 37 and a half? I'll take that. Oh, I'm pretty bullish on GWS in this one in a bit of an upset. I think Port Adelaide will get it done. Lions, 24 and a half points. Yeah, I think they'll smash that up. Who's the underdog? Is it Fremantle? It is. Yeah, so I'll go with them because they get that slight margin advantage. The line... In favour of the D's, of course, 24 and a half. Just 20? Nah, D's by... Just? Nah, 10 goals. The line, Geelong, minus 57 and a half points, Craig Jennings. Let's double that to 140. Very, very comfortable. (laughs) Right, right. He was was down at the pub and he was about to pot out. He was about to pot out when who should come back to haunt him and you... North Melbourne again. <laughs> they got you again. <laughs> I don't know where to go with him. <laughs> they were, they, the other that, mob, that, Geelong, were poor, but they were competitive. They were competitive. So Geno's ended up with eight out of nine. Eight out of nine. And I need to say, this is not wow. fair. I mean, you know this isn't fair, don't you? I mean, In what way? What, what do you mean? In what way? What do you mean it's not fair? <laughs> 
What do you mean? Well, what comparison? Let me say. No, uh, let me say this. Uh, let me put it to you this way. Yeah, if John me. Smith is playing at Rosebud Pennant, he doesn't no. get Rafa Nadal to come in and win no. his semi-final and then claim victory. Okay. So I, I've I've had one week off, and I said to Jenna, "If you've got nothing on, come in." You've had multiple weeks off now. You've had two. Hang on, two. And the bozos that you bought in. Yeah, how was I represented? Disturbed. Did any of them get eight? Disturbed, no, disturbed. Fumbled his way to a five. Oh. And Cam Luke, I think, got six. six. Okay, well, Cam's... No, no, he didn't. He got four. You end up with ten in the end between those two bozos. They're no Jennings freight train. So I'm, I'm not going to take. I can't take the eight. Oh, you're not? No, I can't do it. You're putting your hand It'll up. It'll be over. I mean, I thought it'd be over early, but not round five. Is this like the old days with I'll, the tipping? Go, if you get to put your tips in, you get the away teams? I'll go you with whatever you got. So you got four? I got four. four uh, the judges are telling me, yes, I got four. Did you, you should have agreed with Jenna at least. <laughs> oh, jeez. He was extraordinary, That's, wasn't That is amazing. So we can't if, let if him near the show nine, again. You realise that? The odds of getting all nine are in excess of 500 to one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's two times, it's dollar 90 times, dollar 90 times, dollar 90. It's, it's about 500 bucks. <sighs> For every dollar. So he's done really well. And it took a strange result to bring him undone too. The game down at GMHBO Stadium was an odd affair if you happen to watch it. Do you reckon we could do that uh, tonight? No chance. For those of you tuning in for the first time, you're listening to the picks. Now, as David King said on episode one, tipping is boring. So we do it with a difference here. We've got our friends that play up on board tonight, gamble responsibly. We go with the line. We tip as per the line. We get David King's, of course, expert analysis across the nine games. And we might just off the uh, temper text here, we might just get to a couple of chimes as well, which has been polarising. I think it's fair to say early. I didn't hear one, I didn't hear one chime. Jenna, did he get the chimes? He's been scared off, I think, oh, Jenna, yeah. from the chime. He didn't need a chime. He didn't need any bells or whistles. He just went raw. If you're listening, Jenna. I was on fire. If you're, if you're listening, Jenna, just, just text me your tips, can you? <laughs> <laughs> before we before we rip into uh, round six, there's plenty of it was, and there are actually just on round six, there are some really shallow lines this week just to make life oh, yeah. interesting. So I'm a bit fearful. I'm coming off a couple of uh, lean no, weeks. Just go strong. I will. I'm, I'm going to take a leaf. Hit out your of way it. out of it. Take a leaf out of Geno's books. Little slump of yours. And go Barry Bonds on it this week. Uh, Mark Corder appointed Collingwood president. Some of the big news of the day. He was appointed on Wednesday night, making his ascension to the top chair, David King, after joining the board 14 years ago. Now, Dwayne Russell, the pipe, he landed the first interview. If you did miss it, you don't want to miss it long term. Catch up with it. You can catch the full interview, which has been podcasted at sen.com.au. It was a big day down at Collingwood. Patrick Dangerfield got out of hospital this morning, Kingy, following surgery on the syndesmosis, and uh, he'll be out for, well, up to two months, but they'll be yeah. hoping he heals a little bit quicker than that. See, that, oh, that's a big one, isn't it? So so, so what have you, what have you, Chris Scott and Geelong right now? What are you, what are you thinking? Are you going down the – do you remember two years ago Richmond had a whole host of injuries and they said, you know what, let's just see if we can break even for the middle six to eight weeks of the season and gather at the back end. If we limp into the finals, so be it. But get, let's not rush players back. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and, and, and end up losing players because they're not absolutely cherry ripe when they come back. So everyone that was coming back had a, an extra week, extra two weeks in their prep, and they absolutely flew for the last six to eight weeks of the season. The comparison's the been made. Someone made the comparison to Alex Rance. So Richmond lose Alex Rance sort of uh, long term, not to retirement, but to, to an injury. And now you've got Patrick Dangerfield missing for the better part of two months of the season. Oh. No, but Richmond had a whole heap of it. Oh, they did. Of yeah. Players out. I reckon they had, a, was it Prestia and Edwards mm. and all those guys? Mm. Mm. 
And anyway, the thing is, the second tier midfielder that that leapt off, uh, leapt up, and and filled the breach last year. Your Guthrie's of the world, and your men of goals haven't quite been at the same level this year as well. So it is a concern for them. No guarantee Jeremy Cameron gets back either. I think this that week. was well, that was a nailed on certainty. But today, Chris Scott saying no, oh. he still needs to get through training, and no, the medical team will need to kick it off. So there's an element so, of a tick it off. So there's an element of caution there. Yeah, don't like this. I think we the, the people out there, that particularly we, we've got all these integrity rules around gambling when the boys pick up their phones last week. Oh, no, what happens if this happens? Yep. How, how about the punter knows whether Cam, Jeremy Cameron's playing or not? How, how can, when, well, they will year, eventually. But not, what, one minute before... No, no, the teams will be named an hour, yeah, an hour before the game. Oh, well, that's that's all. Oh, that's solved then. <laughs> that's solved. Let's not worry about doing anything until an hour before the well, game. Surely he's got to train first, see if he can. It might just be that close. Yeah, well, there's no ducks or drakes. Maybe it's just. They'll name him regardless. There's no Travis Cloak smoking shadows behind the curtains. <laughs> but you won't absolutely know until an hour before the game. Wouldn't happen in America, mate. Would not happen. You would have to declare who's playing uh, for integrity reasons. The Blues, they've added John Worlsfold as a consultant to David Teague and his coaching staff. A lot of it will be by correspondence. Kingy wishes attending select games. He's still living and basing himself in Perth. One of those games is this weekend against the Lions. So, Wusher and Teague, they've remained in contact since working together at West Coast from 2011 to 2013. And as uh, David Teague pointed out today, this was a relationship and a mentoring sort of relationship that was happening uh, unofficially. And now it's just simply been made official and available to the rest of the coaching staff. Why do we have to have this public? Why do we need to know this? If it's just a mentoring role, what's the big hoopla? I don't understand this. Because the optics of it, uh, this is, I'm speaking for the, majority of people who consume this piece of news, they didn't think the optics were great. Two and three, but the most, Carlton coach. Most coaches would have a mentor yeah. or yeah, someone they'd well, Robert off. Walls was there prior to, prior to John Walsfold, of course. I like it. I mean, when you get stuck in business or whatever it might be, you, you go up the chain, don't you? You don't go down. Mm. You go up. So you go with the experience. John Walsfold has a lot of experience. The MCG has approval. Hang on. But, before, you, before you leave that, do you like this move? Yes. Yes. So, so yes, do. did you think the walls fold rutten last? No, but that's different. No, well, it's, it's, that's it's, massively different. Okay, all right. Massively, you're not really up for a conversation. Massively tonight. different. That's you're a angry. coaching handover. That's a that you know that's you and you're Geno being back, you're being it? mischievous. No, I'm just saying. It, well, is this club? This is the problem I've got with AFL footy, right? Is that we put these people in roles and, and they learn. They're still learning. They're not the finished product. No. So D- David Teague gets – he wins the job. After a caretaker period, he wins the job. After Chris Judd said, we don't want anyone with training wheels, yes. which was a, a quote that he would like so, to take back potentially. Well, I think he wanted to take it back straight away. Yeah. But, you know, th- this is the problem with this. There's only 18 roles in the country. I mean, how, many, how many people would be thrown into a job like this with all these question marks over them? And yeah. then now we find out they need a, a, a mentor. And I know Jeno's big on this. He's spoken about it at length with yeah. Jerry. It's the people around the coaches that do need constant change, turnover, fresh ideas, mm. you know, fresh approaches, fresh strategies and, and the like. So I, I like the step anyway that the Blues have taken. The MCG, Kingy, has approval for only 85% capacity this weekend. There are obviously hopes of 100. The health department still denying the AFL a full house. Marvel Stadium and GMHBA Stadium, the expectation is they will remain at 75%. So no increase there. Comes after Perth moved to full capacity last week and Adelaide set to follow uh, with full capacity from May 8. The health department just not entirely happy with the contact tracing systems and the QR coding that's in place at the moment. So whose fault's that? 
Well, it's the venues. I think mm. they're putting it squarely on the how, venues how and, the, and the league. We, how long have we had to get this sorted? A long time. Mm. Mm. Feels, nice. like, feels like we've had a long time to get this sorted. Feels like there should be footy tonight. There's not, which is a, a great shame. So no Thursday nights in uh, round seven and eight. We knew that. None in rounds nine and ten. We learned that this morning. Back again, not until round 13 for the Thursday night fixture. Yeah. You're a fan, eh? Massive fan of Thursday night footy. Loved it. I, think, I just don't understand why we're not continuing with it. We've got a... We've got a a venue with a roof over the top, so the weather doesn't affect us at all. And if you, you know, you fix your games in Perth during the, the middle block of the season when weather's fine, I just, I just don't understand it at mm. all. I mean, we're, we're doing everything to get the game to the fan over the last twelve months, and then we've just tipped all that on its head. I, I don't understand it at all. And they've given their reasons, but it's hard to one really. One. There's no good. Reason. No, exactly. Uh, it's hard to really take them seriously or, or find any meaningful excuse to not have it. Of course. Um, so with no Thursday night football, how about we open the batting? Let's yes. skip to Friday night here on the tips and get into our first game because, oh, it's a good modern day rivalry. This one, I'm not sure we're going to get the same sort of fireworks we might have got in the last couple of years. You might have a different take on that, Kingy. But it's GWS and the Western Bulldogs Friday night, seven fifty, Canberra. Caleb Daniel, Steph Martin are the two big ins for the undefeated Dogs. Only the second time in history that they've been five zip. Shane Mumford is going to be put back in the emergency cabinet, having thrown his weight around for a fortnight. Very successfully, mind you, because the Giants won both of them. They're only two wins of the season to get their season back on the tracks. Jesse Hogan could come in for his GWS debut. Uh, Leon Cameron saying they could, in fact, play four talls with uh, Hogan, Riccardi, Himmelberg and Finlayson, obviously. Lockie Whitfield will return via the VFL tonight against the Dogs. He's finally overcome that lacerated liver. The line, Kingy, is the Dogs minus 19 and a half. Before we get to, to that, what are your thoughts on this game? Love this game. I, I love this rivalry and it, it genuinely means something. They hate each other. They don't go after the the lesser lights. They don't tag the lesser lights. They go after the Ace, King and Queen. They go after Bontempelli. And, and there's something special in that. Let, let's go after... They're, you know, like the Australian cricket team used to do, go over the, after the opposition captain. But they won't pull this lever again, will they? Well, why wouldn't you? Has it worked? Well, backfired spectacularly last time they tried but it. Did it work the time before? Did well, it work the time a, before? In a, in a final, it worked. An elimination it's final, worked it worked. worked a couple of times. Um, I, I, if I was the dogs, I'd throw the first punch. I'd be going after Toby Green. And, and I'd be saying, right, there's your, there's your heart and soul. He's, he's, your forward, yeah. he's your forward line at the moment. Well, who's their wrecking ball at the dogs that's going to do dogs this? Dogs have got some serious hombres. Don't okay. worry about that. Okay. You don't think so? I'm just trying to think who would not who you'd nominate to, to oh, go after. Well, geez, I, I think Libba would be happy to engage in anything. Yeah. anything that's <laughs> he's going. good on the lip, lip, Libba. You don't think he can go? Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sure he, I'm sure he can. I but I don't it. think you want I to do it, it on the field of play, do you, when you, you're opening yourself up to I all sorts of... I do love of when you go down a path you're not even comfortable with Suspensions. And, no, I don't think they'll do it, the dogs. I think they'll do what they've done the last three or four times they've played them and they'll just play the pill. Well, if they do that um, and settle early and, and, and get uh, the game flowing their way, they're unstoppable. Yep. They're foot, they're best would, football is better than anyone's at the moment. Why would you deviate from that? Um, because sometimes you get drawn into into modes you don't necessarily want to, and I think that they'll they'll physically bring the challenge. For, they'll go after their best player mm. in Bontempelli. You've got to do something. Well, I hope you're right from a theatre perspective. Yes, I just like don't theater. think I just don't think it will happen. Um, let's get to our tip, shall we? I'm going the dogs to win. 
Ooh. and cover the line. Cover the line. I'm the same. I think they could uh, they could make a statement. Well, this is Craig know. Jennings style. You think a blowout? A bl- what did he say? 110 points. He might go 100 here. Yeah. No. I'm th- he was very he was adamant, wasn't he? He's very strong. No, I'm going with that. Western Bulldogs to cover the minus 19 and a half. We agree. Oh Let- my goodness. Let's move to Geelong and West Coast. It's Saturday afternoon, 1:45 p.m. GMHBA Stadium. The big blow is obviously Paddy Dangerfield out. Josh Kennedy won't make the trip east either. Saw from that incident with uh, Mark Keane. But how good's Oscar Allen been? Kiefer Sutherland. He's been magnificent, Kingy. <laughs> Shannon Earns unlikely. Um, and as I said, Jeremy Cameron was thought to be a certainty, but there was some wiggle room left on that today by the coach, Chris Scott. Now, the Cats haven't lost to the Eagles at home since 2006, Kingy, when Ben Cousins... And uh, Daniel Kerr had it 31 times each. And just for good measure, they came from six goals down that day too, the West Coast. Amazing game. Asava Radigalia will play VFL against the AFL Academy. The line, Geelong minus 11 and a half. Yeah, I really like what the West Coast are doing, but Kennedy's such a big out. It just changes everything for They've got Kiefer Sutherland, I said. Kiefer. I know Kiefer's down there, but Kiefer now gets... 24. He now gets the second best defender. Jack off 24. Or the best Jack Bauer. Or or the first... Rated defender. So, look, this is a really tough one. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tough line around the two-goal margin. Geelong don't lose at home, but I'm just uncomfortable with their, their back line at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing their midfield can stand up without Patrick Dangerfield. I know he hasn't been there most of the season already. Um, so I'm a, bit, I'm a bit concerned about that. I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles in a bit of an upset. Okay, before you do, uh, let's tip his in. West Coast, did you say? Yeah, I'm going West Coast to plus the 11.5 points. Jeez, I'm this. Well, I'm not sure they're going to win the game, but I've got them covering this line, 11.5. Oh, I think the Cats are just going. Danger out swings it for mine. So it's going to be tight, and I reckon it's going to be closer than 11.5. That should be enough you for you, really David. Ner- you sound As someone who's coming off a four, I think that should be <laughs> enough for you, to be honest, okay? Enough. All right, let's have a look at Gold Coast and Sydney. Speaking of the Swans, Saturday, 1.45 at Metricon Stadium. Could be a few changes here for the Gold Coast after that horrid first half against the Dogs Kingy. So the Ruckman, Zach Smith, will come in for the Suns. Key back Charlie Ballard's a good chance as well after the ankle kept him out last week. Sean Lemons should be back from concussion. And... One face that's been on hand for the Suns this week is the former Adelaide coach, Neil Craig. So we speak about mentors. Neil Craig's been in and around the Gold Coast Suns set up this week, helping out uh, Stuart Jew. He's been in a consultancy role there for the better part of 18 months. So we're on that topic earlier. Sydney have lost Lance Franklin, which to dumb it all down, Kingy sucks for them. And it sucks for us too. Tom Hickey's PCL really hurts. He was humming and Heaney and Rampy need a bit more time as well. Before we get to the line and the specifics, how do you look at this one? Well, I really liked what the Suns did in the third quarter. I know they, 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 were, they were smashed on the scoreboard in the first half and everything they tried blew up in their face. So I, I liked their adventure. And it, this can happen when you, you're still finding your way and people can say they're behind time in finding their way, the Suns, and we all accept they are. But they tried to play a little bit, a little bit quicker with a bit more dare. They'd been pretty boring the first month of the season. Chip mark, chip mark, yep. really slow, and had lost their way. So they had to get themselves going. It was always going to come at a cost, and it was a bad opponent to do it against the Dogs, who made them pay every time they turned the ball over. Mm. In the third term, they kicked six goals against the Dogs. And if I'm Stuart Jew, I'm sitting down with the, with the players and saying, look at this. This is what we can do. Now, we can't wait till half time to correct and talk and carry on. We've got to do it minute one. So I can see them getting on a run. They can get on a run. The Swans are vulnerable. 
They really are. These kids have got tired. They've got tired over the last two weeks. If you have a look at their numbers the last fortnight, they've dropped right off. Yeah. Um, McDonald hasn't taken a mark. Uh, we've got, you've got Campbell, who's dropped to 14 touches last week. Got Gordon, who kicked at 45% last week. That's not him. Wicks dropped to a dozen possessions. Uh, Warner hardly touched the ball. He wasn't the same dynamic player we saw against the Tigers. So I can see opportunity here for the Suns. So we talked about how shallow some of these lines are. Spider Everett has got the line set. He and his play-up team at Swans minus six and a half. Six and a half. It is tight. Did Spide set this one himself? <laughs> Spide has set this one himself. He played for them. You know that. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. What, what do you think? Six and a half's tight. I was expecting a little little buffer of three or four goals. Yeah. That oh, makes it hard not to think half. Sydney. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you some buy. I'll buy you some time. I'm, I'm going to go Sydney to win and win by more than six and a yeah, half. Yeah, I think I have to do that too. That's that's Makes that, it hard. That, that looks really skinny. That looks like a really good bet, minus six and a half. Yep. Yeah, so yeah makes, it hard, makes it hard to go into bat for okay. the Suns. I'm going with you. The Blues and the Brisbane Lions meet on Saturday late afternoon, 4.35pm. It's at Marvel Stadium. Liam Stocker is in the mix for the Blues. He had 38 possessions off halfback last week in the VFL. Now, he had been playing midfield before that. So if he comes in, David Teague said it will be as a defender. And these are the sort of things that frustrate Carlton supporters, to be honest. David Cunningham could come back in to inject some speed. Who knows where he'll play? Will Setterfield's on the fringe as well, but they're missing Fisher and Martin in the front half. Tom DeConning, Nick Newman, another week away, it looks like. Brisbane Lions coming off a very solid showing against the Bombers in the wet, but they're likely to be without Jared Berry for this one. He heard he's a ductor against Essendon. Sounds like he could be the only change, though. Kingy Oscar McInerney has been training well with that ankle. So... Inside 50 differentials sound for the Blues. I'm sure you're aware of that, but they're getting scored against and they're making hard work of just about everything in their own forward half. Yeah, look, sat down with uh, Dr. Daniel Horn during the week and he's he's absolute and resolute in the fact that it's just their kicking. It's just their ball use. They've got too many slaughtermen. And, yeah. and number one is Liam Slaughterman. Jones. Yep, I like that. butchering the footy. So do what you do. Perform your role and then hand over to the next section to do theirs. I mean... Jones is a wonderful intercept marker. As soon as you take the intercept mark, don't try and create by foot. Give it to the guys around you. Let them run and gun and, and use their skills. They need more out of Petrescu Seaton. He's a, a dead set waste across half back. He takes safe options. He's a safe kicker. And if you're going to play a guy that potentially has maximum damage in a safe fashion across half back, burn that option. Got to play midfield. Got to play midfield, doesn't that, he? If Stocker comes in and goes to half back and Petrescu Seaton yep. goes in the middle, that that's fine. I can understand that. But why not just find out what Stocker can do? If, oh. he, if he's coming in, throw him to the wolves a little bit and yep. see if he can give you a quarter of brilliance. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. That would certainly wash with the current supporters. So the line at play up is the Lions, unsurprising. But what is relatively surprising is the line, again, is shallow. Jeez. It's minus six and a half. So I'm going to take a risk here, Kingy. I think it's going to click for the Blues at some stage. So I don't want to jump off. I'm, I'm keeping the faith, the Blues to cover the line. Now, there's every chance I'll regret that. But I'm going to go with the Blues to get inside six and a half. I'm channeling my inner Jeno. No, they'll smash them. Yeah. I think the Lions are in a different weight range at the moment. You just class. you just talked up the Blues. No, I said been... they've got to get the positions right. I, I, I'm not, you made no... it sound like they were really close. It was just their kicking. No, Hoyne said it was Now you're kicking. saying they're going to get slaughtered. I've got little confidence in the Blue Vegas. <laughs> little confidence. You've led me up the garden path. No, well, there's different. Everyone's going at the different facets of the Blues. The, the kicking is the one that is the major issue statistically, okay? 
You with me? You're I'm back with you. With, you've been yeah, no, I'm with you. So that, that's the one thing. And everything, everything looks poor if you kick the ball ordinarily. So I'm just – I've got more faith in the Lions. A goal's not, not enough. Minus six and a half every day of the week with the Lions. The final teams are in for tomorrow night. The match Ooh. we mentioned earlier, the grudge match, GWS, Western Bulldogs. And the Western Bulldogs have made five changes, David King. Five? The undefeated Dogs have made five changes. What's, what's happened? I'm not sure how many of these are forced or, or uh, unforced. But in, Vandermeer, uh, Caleb Daniel obviously comes back. Cordy comes in to bolster up the defence. Uh, Steph Martin, we speculated, will be coming back to play ruck as well. And Lin Jong is in. Lin out. Jong. We knew Bailey Williams was out. Lewis yeah. Young is out. Jordan Sweet, we assume, has been He's unlucky. Omitted. He's unlucky. Yep. Lipinski, Kavara, McNeil. Now, all mm. are either omitted or managed, I'm being told. Small forwards, they're doing a bit of a shuffle there. Vandermeer was fantastic for them before injury, so you can understand that. Martin coming back in after a week being managed, you can understand. So, look, Daniel's a walk-up start. He's in their their best four or five players, let alone alone in their best 22. Look, just shows you how strong they are, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, five cha- the depth is uh, right, and they've got having a pretty good run with injury as well. I just missed the Giants changes there, uh, Mitchie boy. If you could chuck them back up before we leave this game, uh, it's a lot of Perry- changes though, isn't it? For- five for an undefeated side yeah. is, is is a lot. Uh, Perryman and Flynn. We knew Matt Flynn was coming back in with Mummy. Uh, just put back behind the emergency glass. Uh, Sam Reed's injured again. Uh, Mummy, we said was out, and uh, Bunteen is out of that side. So uh, two of the ins again. Get run through the ins. Uh, he's just taken them off. Again, oh. Perryman and Flynn. Perryman and Flynn are in. Perryman's a solid AFL player. Play the Perryman. Can be can be a brilliant as a wingman, if not half back. They they're playing some tough footy, really tough. I mean, their starting quartet in the in the middle of the ground have been fantastic the last couple of weeks. The Giants, I, I really like the games of Hopper and, and Green, not uh, not Toby Green, Tom Green. Uh, they've been they've been brilliant. What are you saying there? You I'm got... just going to tell you that if you are going to Marvel Stadium for Carlton and Brisbane, we need to make sure that we try. If you haven't already, King, I know you would have. The SEN Stadium um, facility on it, on the SEN app. It's amazing. Live play-by-play commentary on your phone with no delay. So digital radio without the delay. We need to move on to Melbourne and Richmond, second v. fifth on the 40 Winks ladder. Any size mattress is the price of a single at 40 winks. All signs point to Sam Wiedemann getting a crack in this high-flying D setup inside 50 Kingy. Ben Brown, you'd think, bides his time in the Magoos. The most important inclusion might well be Stephen May. So this guy was said to miss a month. He might only miss one game with a fractured eye socket. Bailey Fritch hasn't been ruled out, but he has been training away from the main group during the week. Dion Presti is going to miss, obviously, for the Tigers, as will Nick Vlosten with hammy and knee issues. Amoris Rioli Jr., despite all the hype, won't be playing this week. Won't be playing this week. Well, the Tigers love these challenges, don't they? I mean, when they just meander a little bit through the start of seasons. Rounds one to six as a uh, as a historical um, note. The last five years they've done that. They've been pretty much 50-50 uh, or 60-40, I should say, for the first six rounds of the season. They'll make a statement Saturday night. I really think the Tigers are going to come and, and just get absolutely steamrolling here like they did last week. Um, Saints rolling into the game. Yeah, we're, we're going to bounce back. We're doing this. We're doing that. Bang, right between the eyes. Pressure through the roof. Harassment through the roof. On turnover, brutal. That's what I think the Tigers will be on Saturday night. Play-up line is Tigers minus five and a half. I agree. Oh, I'm going the Tigers. Money I for love, jam. I, I mean, I love what Melbourne have done, but I think the Tigers will be right up for this one. Put a Go challenge Tigers. back in their box. Fremantle and North Melbourne, Saturday night, 8.15 oh, p.m. It's at Optus Stadium. Here we go, Kingy. <laughs> this is your bogey team. Oh, here we go. So, 
Luke Davies, Uniac, should be good to go. Yes. Mr. Geelong game. Cam Zerha back from concussion. Justin Longmuir at Fremantle's just flagged the one change, and it's obviously Adam is going to be out with that ankle. Mitch Crowden is the replacement at this stage. The line via player, Frio, Kinney, minus 43 and a half. 43, so seven goals. It's about right, isn't it? it look, I think the uh, the Kangaroos were, were a lot better last week. Geelong let them off the hook. They really could have got hold of them. They, they were poor with their ball use, the Cats. So I feel like the margin of 30 points last week was a fraction misleading. I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stick with – there'll be a game where it all clicks for these the, the senior players and the youngsters, where they come together with form we in keep the same agreeing. 120 We minutes. keep agreeing. Really? Yes. I think they can cover that too. I think they can be competitive enough to get within 43 and a half. North Melbourne. That surprises me. This is either we're going to fly this week or we're both going to tank. Um, So 43 and a half. We think North Melbourne can get there. They make the trip west to take on Fremantle at Optus Stadium. We're going to take a break on the other side of this. The remaining games, Hawthorne and Adelaide, Collingwood and Essendon, Port Adelaide and St Kilda to wrap up round six, David. Can we do a quick live cross to Spide? We won't be doing that again, Spiders. Just remembering who he might have played AFL football for. (laughs) You can get involved too in our last segment. If you want to flick us a text, uh, 043398. 1116. The lines are open to 1300-736-736. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, it is. There's been some sort of a roller coaster wow. night here on The Picks. Before we get to the Sunday games, Kingy, uh, I just want to go back. Uh, I want to revisit. I was on fire. I want to revisit Melbourne, Richmond. Now, we spoke a bit about Richmond. You're really bullish on Richmond. I, I just I want to fly the flag for our red and blue supporters out there. Surely. Surely, with Max Gorn in terrific form, this midfield as well, red hot. They can trouble Richmond. They play a forward-half game. They get it in there. Their forward line works incredibly hard, Melbourne, to trap it in. They've been converting well. They're going to get Sam Wiedemann in as well, which will be a different look for them. Surely, they're going to trouble Richmond at least. Yeah, yeah. Look, their first five weeks have been great. So, look at who they've played. They played They played Geelong when they were a fraction banged up. They played GWS when they... In the wet up there early, was it? No, they were a bit banged up, I should say. They played Hawthorne last week. The yep. sort of sides that I expected them to beat. So this is their first big test for me. So they've beaten Fremantle. Yep. And then, they beat, then they beat St Kilda. Yep. Then they beat GWS. Then yep. they beat Geelong. And they took care of Hawthorne, obviously. And that's late. all you can do. I yep. get. I understand the logic is. So you're saying this real stress test hasn't happened yet? Yeah, exactly. So their, their defensive fifty is is the best ever recorded at not giving up a score once the opposition drive the ball in. The best ever recorded. So they're doing so much, so much right. There's there's no doubt about that. They're in ripping form, but I just feel that Richmond can go to levels that other teams can't go to, and they need challenge. And this is perfect for them. They've got a fortnight to come that involve Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. So if you're a Tigers player that's been to the been to the top of the mountain. These are the things that get you up. These are the ones. Yep. So I, I think for a team that doesn't rely on winning clearances in Richmond, it's an opportunity for Max Gorn and crew to get going. Get the ball, get the ball going their way and the game played in their half. It should be a belter. I've just got so much faith in what Richmond do. Fair enough. I love the Sunday schedule because we've got three completely standalone games. To accommodate that, we've got Hawthorne taking on Adelaide down in Tasmania at the early start of 12.30 in Launceston. Jack Gunston's doing a mini pre-season at the moment, Kingy, they say. It must be really small because uh, Alistair Clarkson said he's a chance to come back next week. So in the next week or two. Anyway, Mitch Lewis, though, appears set to resume. He served his suspension, of course. Took five contested grabs last time out against Frio as well. James Cousins could be elevated also. 
This is the first time the Crows have played in Launceston since 2010. They should have Rory Laird, who is, uh, has had uh, no lingering issue with that shoulder knock against Fremantle as well. And this is a hard one, Kingy. The line at play up is Hawks minus eight and a half. Minus eight and a half. Well, it is a tough one. I think you look at the ball movement of the Crows has been really good, really good over the last two to three weeks. Um, so Matthew Nix is having a big impact there. They can't win enough ball at the moment. They just need to get the contested game right. The, the Hawks have been really dour. They've, they've, they've really slowed the game down. Chip mark, chip mark. Not, not parking mm. the bus to that extreme, but certainly getting numbers back and, and defending first. So it might, be, it might be a long, slow game. That's my only worry about this game. The games tend to be low scoring down there yeah. as well, don't they? So, so it could be a slog. What line have you got there? It's eight and a half. I just think the Crows have got oh. a greater capacity to score too, though, don't they? And obviously Tex might be a bit hurt at the moment, but if he can get himself to the line and have a reasonable fitness level, I'm backing Adelaide to get within eight and a half of the Hawks here. I mean, they might well go on and win the game, of course. I think they've got a greater capacity to score. So I'm I'm going Adelaide to uh, get within eight and a half. I'll go the other way. Hawthorne to, Hawthorne to cover the line then, just to be a little bit different. I feel like I've been too same-same today. You have been copying And me, I've but... got a lot of confidence in Hawthorne in Tassie. They're hard to beat down there. They are indeed. Collingwood and Essendon, the feature on Sunday, of course, Anzac Day, 3.20 p.m. at Whoa. the MCG. Collingwood are going to have to make at least four changes here. No how, no Degoe. Brody Mychek is thankfully good to go after that little AC stinger, Kingy. But they're going to blood their fourth debutant in six rounds, the Pies. Jay Rantel will play play his first AFL game. So that's four now debutants in six rounds of football. Darcy Moore is going to stay forward. Will Kelly shapes as the, uh, the defender that uh, will replace Mark Keane, who's uh, been suspended. Levi Greenwood's out as well. And on the other side with Essendon, Jordan Ridley's a huge loss, isn't he, with concussion. Paddy Ambrose needs more time in the VFL. And Essendon haven't won on this day, Kingy, since 2017. Forget what Spider says. Both sides are one and four. <laughs> and they both got a few out. <laughs> they have. And, look, I couldn't have been more disappointed with Essendon's last weekend up in Brisbane. I know it was wet. I know that the conditions were tough and it doesn't maybe suit their slick ball use. But they just got they got mauled. They just they just got mauled. They looked uncompetitive at times. Ridley's a huge out. He just holds everything together mm. down back. And I don't think Collingwood are playing that bad of football. I think that Bucks is getting some feedback that's not quite warranted. I think he's coaching really well with the stocks that he's got available. And if you look at um, – so we do a thing called expected scoring, okay? So that takes accuracy out of the game. Yep. So the Eagles just didn't miss last week, and the Pies left some opportunities on the table. Um, outside of that, if you look at just the audit of the rest of the game, the Pies would on numbers – on averages for the last 10 years with accuracy at goal, should have won the game. Yeah. So it just shows you they're going a lot better than people give them credit. I think they're going to get hold of Essendon. I really do. I think that the line of four and a half, four and a half. is a steal. You think it could get ugly? Yeah. Well, it could be four, five, six goal margin, yep. which, is a, which is a good solid uh, victory at AFL level. No, pretty straightforward one. I'm going for Collingwood, <clears throat> excuse me, as well. So we're in unison there. The last game of the round is an absolute ripper, King. It's emotional. Port yeah. Adelaide. Well, I'm, I'm choking up because I, I think St Kilda, this is a massive game for them. Going across to the Adelaide Oval at Sunday, 6.40 p.m. to close out the round. There's no let up on paper for St Kilda here, is there? So this is a hugely important game for them at two and three. Rowan Marshall is likely to return. He was a laid out last week. Zach Jones, the same. James Frawley won't play. He'll play VFL, of course. So 
They are two huge ins for the Saints, particularly Rowan Marshall. The bad news for Port Adelaide, Lockie Jones, the cult hero, sideline for a month, the man-child with the syndesmosis. Dan Houston, touch and go with the AC. Tom Rockliffe put his hand up. I think he had 41 possessions in the sand for last week. Trent McKenzie is waiting in the wings as well. They've got a fair amount of depth there, given Peter Laddams is uh, running around in the sand for Sam Powell Pepper did the same his first game after taking a break as well. But the Saints, they hadn't won up until last year at Adelaide Oval Ever. And I know we haven't been playing AFL games there for that long, but they hadn't won there, and they won twice there in the space of five days. Similar situation, backs against the wall, two and three. Do we give them a chance? Well, I do. I give them a chance, but they've just got to play the football that's, that has a defensive foundation to it. And, and defense often starts when you kick the ball inside your forward 50. Silly things like bring the ball to ground. Don't, don't let the opposition in, um, intercept mark. Once the ball hits the ground, that you're at the front of the pack, not already shooting through trying to be the goal scorer, first line of defense. They haven't done that. You know, this season in the main, I mean, they did it for 40 minutes against the West Coast and for probably 50 minutes against the Giants at the start of the season. So I want to see if they can just gather themselves and get back to that ruthless brand of football, the high pressure, high tackle, high harassment game that they can bring. Really important that Jones is back. In that second half against West Coast, he had eight clearances in the second half, mm. 10 for the game. He's the fire starter. Yep. He's the one that they need. He does things a little bit differently, a little bit of explosive speed out of traffic. So I give the Saints a chance to win this game. So I think the line of 27 and a half is a real a bonus. Yeah. Saints, yeah. Saints can win this. I'm nearly tipping this. You have to go with Port on what you've seen. But this is a real upset upset type game for me. I think Port will win, but I'm extending the olive branch to the Saints in some respect. I think they can get within 27 and a half. Crunch game, they show some grit, and I reckon they get within that margin. So we're in unison there. And if they do win, what a win it will be. History repeating 12 months on. Oh, it's been some sort of a show. Very gracious of you to not accept um, Craig Jennings's Hall of Eight. You're going to take four. Yep. And that keeps with, I guess, your modus operandi of what was it again? Doing me slowly. Do you slowly. Yeah. Why end the contest here? Really wish. Mate, because I want to do more. you slowly. <laughs> I want to do you slowly. So I lead by two at the moment. Okay. And we've only got a couple different this week. And right. I just want to send a little cheerio to a mate of mine's doing it hard out there. Spider Everett. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Fantastic. <laughs> the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves is up next. Don't go anywhere. He's got a blockbuster show in store for you. We'll be back this time next week with the picks for round seven. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.